On today's Restump podcast, we'll recap a um, really fun interview and uh, podcast with Ryan Crowley. We've had a week off, weekend off without footy. So we'll talk about contracts, who signed, who hasn't re-signed, because that's what uh, everything descends to. Trade talk. And then we'll get into a bit of lead up to the Bulldogs game towards the end. But right now, let's start wearing purple with Gogo Bordello. Start wearing purple, wearing purple. Start wearing purple for me now. All your sanity and wits, they will all vanish. I promise. It's just a matter of time. So, yeah. Welcome to the Restart Podcast. My name is Brett, Jojo McDonnell. I'm joined by a man who wants to change this to a big batch podcast because he thinks the footy season might be over. That is Greg the Chief Dwyer. <laughs> yes. Hello, Jojo. That's correct. That's correct. I, uh, every year, every time this year, every year at this time, sorry, uh, that's what we do, don't we? We shift into big batch mode. We've got nothing to do in September. So uh, Nelly fell for it again. But, a bit confused um, about the Big Bash this year. They've had like some weird kind of draft for international players where we passed on our first pick in the first in the first round. Yeah, I don't know. All I, right. I, I, <laughs> I just try to stay fairly in touch with most sports, and cricket's one of them. But obviously, I haven't been paying enough attention to how this is going to work because, yeah, I didn't. On, on just looking at it on face value, it's quite hard to understand. I'm sure there's a method, it really is, but whatever. And all I'm dirty on, we lost Liam Livingston. He's gone to. Yeah, but he, apparently he's got an injury concern where he might not even play. Oh, really? Yeah. Anyway. Ah, okay. Mate, anyway. we had a big week last week. You had uh, one of your football heroes on the on the yep. podcast. What? <sighs> that, uh, great response from everyone. Really happy that everyone seemed to have enjoyed it. Um, the wash up from you? The wash up from me was, I think, as we said, we never had so much fun doing this podcast as we did. Uh, recording with him, and that he lived up to everything. Everything that I expect, like I'd hoped, I expected. Um, he just met, exceeded all those expectations, I should say. Because so, they always say that you don't want to meet, like not that he's your hero, but like you don't want to meet yeah. like, the people that you've kind of, you know, put up on a pedestal and and thought were great yep. because they tend to disappoint. So it wasn't the yep. wasn't the case for you with the clamp. No, I have this formula, Jojo. For a measurement of like a person's character, and I don't know what you call it a formula or whatever, but I've always thought the best people are those that will give you a belting and then buy you a beer. <laughs> they're, they're the salt of the earth people. Krauser do that. He give you an absolute hiding, then you'd be the first bloke to buy you a beer. I reckon that. I reckon that's him. So, well, he did, uh, kind, of, he did kind of talk about how half the guys that he ended up playing on, because he played on the same guys pretty much every time they played each same team. That he didn't end up being yeah. mates, but they ended up some having some kind of um, level of friendship. Yeah. That's right, and that's what happens. The one, you know, you always what is it? The ones you love the the most, the ones you hurt the most, or something. Or hurt. So um, no, that's what happens. So I get the feeling he was, uh, you know, the white line. Cross the white line, built the living daylights. Minute you're. Minute the foreigner siren goes, handshake, you know, you're your best mates. And that's what I loved about him because I reckon he understood that too. I reckon he got uh, that. Something else I reckon he understood was um, the persistence and the, <laughs> the lengths you were willing to go to to get him yeah. to finally agree to come on the podcast. He did, and, and, 
<laughs> I'm not sure Loved whether it. he saw the humor in that or not. Maybe it was, um, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I think something he wouldn't see the humor in was as soon as he left, yeah. the first words that came out of your mouth were, there's got to be a part two. There's got to be a part two. <laughs> oh, that's to me. That's exactly right. Because how and we've said this a couple of times, it just went so fast that hour and we left so much on the table. And <laughs> do, do you know what I reckon? We sat around talking, you know, uh, after we finished recording, we sat around with crowds talking for what, an hour and a half? We should have left the recording. We kept checking that it was two. turned off. So <laughs> He did too. He did. Don't know if that was ever going to happen. Uh, the, the sequel would have been better than the original, Joe. Though, if we recorded all that stuff. So, but I do you know what? He, though? You, as he was walking out, we though, they looked to, he looked to be in a state of kind of relief that he'd done the job, he'd done his bit, and then yeah. I feel like you're about to recommence the campaign, the campaign yeah. to get him on <laughs> for a second yeah, time. We got to, we got to give him a little bit of a, a break. Oh, you are. Didn't go for. Give him a little, not not too long, but. Um, We'll give him a little bit of a break, and uh, but yeah, then we'll start hitting him up for uh, for uh, part two. Do you know? Um, just on when we we're sitting around after we finished recording, and we're sitting around talking, and the beers were going down, and I'm like, I'm thinking, it was for, for a moment there, I'm thinking, oh my god, we're going to end up at the casino or some dodgy nightclub <laughs> at four a.m. in the morning. And I don't reckon it would have taken too much to to twist his arm. Do you think? It was a Tuesday. I don't know. Wait, is the hippie club still good on a Tuesday? Oh, we would have found somewhere. I reckon if you'd said, hey, Krause, do you want to go? Before you could have finished, he would have said, which car are we taking? I'm so sweet. Oh, it was good fun, Jojo. It was good fun. We planted the seed for part two, and now we'll just let it uh, let it settle for a while. But we did get a shed load of messages asking for part two. So oh, did we? We, can use, we can use that for a bit of leverage. Um. It, it, it's interesting having, uh, like, obviously, you know, he wasn't a superstar player even through his own admission. But yeah, I think having those guys on the podcast is really, really great. You hear the stories that you want to hear. You hear the context of, you know, all those games that, you know, through that successful Ross Lyon period. Um, yeah. And it, I reckon even in some of his stories earlier on, you know, through Mark Harvey's coaching tenure and his opinion that that Chris Connolly team they had was probably the best collection yeah. of players he had when he played in. Like just hear, hearing stories stories like that, and um, yeah, you know, from someone then, who's like kind of humble uh, people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was good. I, I, if anyone else, you know, if anyone out there, tweet us, uh, email us, message us anywhere, any which way you can on Facebook. Let us know like who you want to hear hear from and why, because I reckon. Even doing this, everyone's got different memories of um, the Dockers going back to when they started all those years ago. Yes. There'd be definitely some names you'd forget and some names that would have decent stories to tell, I reckon. That's right. And with a weight of numbers, of, um, we can go after them. And then it makes it harder for them to <laughs> let say the no. Pile on, let the pile on begin. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, yeah, so if anyone wants to hear from whoever, hit us up on all those things you said. So, yeah. that'd be great. Because everyone's contactable these days, aren't they? Which... We've actually, we're trying to get, (laughs) I don't know if ambition's getting um, the better of our capabilities, but we're we're trying to get someone who's got a Fremantle and a Bulldogs connection on on Thursday. So, we know they've seen the email, don't we? Uh, Yes, we know they've seen the email. That's as much as we know, and it's not going well. uh (laughs) We're just waiting for the response. Mate, this weekend without footy, I don't know about it. Why do we have it? I don't, I don't think we need it. I actually enjoyed it. 
I, I'm, I disagree. I enjoyed it. I'm a bit of a footy addict, footy watching addict. So I tend to watch, you know, most games through the, throughout the season. Um, got a chance to take a breath. Went outside, forgotten what trees had looked like. So I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the sort of the, the wind down and a bit of a bit of a break. And um, yeah, I'm I'm I think it's I think it's a good thing. I, I wouldn't have said that once, but I, after the weekend just gone, I, I think it's a good thing. Are we part, we're kind of partly to blame for it, though, aren't we? I mean, I, I remember, and we were talk, I was talking with my mates at dinner last night about this, but. That Dockers game against, I think it was about against the Saints, where we played, um, you know, guys like Casey Sibisato, guys that just were at the very bottom of our list, guys. Yes. That, and sorry to pick on Casey, but his name got brought up. But, um, you know, just guys that never were going to get a game. And that yep. was to rest all our players for the, the finals the following week. Yeah, it was but, too. I don't know. It, just on Casey Sibisato, I should actually bring this story up. I don't need to say who said it, but he um he got delisted following that game um, with St Kilda, and then sought a transfer from Claremont to Perth. Yeah. And in the waffle system, if you played an AFL game, you get attributed points value that goes to a points cap, and each club can only have a certain number of points. Yeah. To, you know, especially with the XFL AFL players. So if he hadn't yeah. played that game, I think he would have been a one point oh. player. <laughs> Because he played that one game, he's transferred to Perth. He's like a 12-point player or something. Oh, no. Yeah. Anyway, that was just a funny little story. But and what, yeah. so they didn't, there was no special circumstances? Well, I think even Claremont said, no, I don't, you know, I think he should be a one-point player. <laughs> yeah, anyway, right. Yeah. Jeez. So there were further repercussions from the, that selection. But this yeah. year, I mean, we saw the Bulldogs benefit from it, especially, you know, in their premiership year. They had a bunch of guys come back. Yep. Um, through that week off, is, can you see any team that could possibly benefit in a material way from this week off this year? Any any team? Yeah. Um, trying to think who's not out there. You know, you look at you look at us. I mean, our injury list is thin now. Everyone's a test, so you wonder whether yeah. a week off would help lobby or uh, you know, Tabs is going to come back through Peel. Apparently, he's not going to get a gig. Logue. Yeah. Yeah, the feeling Logue probably could have played last week if push came to shove, but yeah, you know, yeah, I suppose the week, the week off could help us. It's got to help Rory get up, so I'm not sure if it's a. Is that a plus? No, of course it's a plus. <laughs> like I'm only joking. No, um, it's got to help us. It's got to help us in a big way because, as you're right, I mean, Griff and, and Rory particularly, we know, as you said, we know Tabs is going to appeal, but um, it's got to help those two guys. Has to, doesn't it? Yeah, he thinks so. Yeah, I think even as you said, there's there's part of finals that you know the end of a football season. It's it is for want of a better phrase because it's just so cliched. It is a war of attrition and war of attrition. Yeah, you do lose a little bit of that with the week off, don't you? You probably do when you look at it from that perspective. It is sort of survival of the fittest, and that and that's part of winning a premiership, isn't it? Part of so you do lose that side of things, but. I don't know. I'd, yeah, you want the finals at their best. Yeah, two ways to look at it. Just on it? our injury list, it's quite incredible mm. that you get to the end of a season and have no one on it. Is that right? Have we got no one on it? Well, I think Tabs is a test, um, Logue's oh, yeah, a test, Lobb's a test, and Connor Blackley had the flu or something, and he's a test. So that was it, I think, today. Wow, that's that's got to be that could be the first time ever. No excuses. Um, no. 
no footy over the weekend meant just like a bunch of annoying trade talk and contract talk, which we're yeah. going to dive right into now. Yeah. Um, there's nothing else to really speak about, I suppose. But I the thing uh, that was- I meant Andy Brayshaw, Jojo. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's true. Hey, what are you rolling over him? You're dismissing him. <laughs> I'm not dismissing him. Glossing over What him. is he, the first AFL um, PA MVP to start on the interchange bench in the All-Australian team? Yeah, isn't it? That's, that was hot terrible. You deserve you hate, I, I didn't bring it up because you hate these awards and you hate those. You said them. You always say they're meaningless. Do you know what? I hate the, those awards, but I, love, I think the most prestigious and most sought-after awards, the Lee, Lee Matthews, what do you call it? The trophy. The player voted one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's got to be uh, the one they all want, surely, when you get voted by your peers. I mean, they're it's, gonna it's quite better- interesting the contrast between the two teams, isn't it? I mean, people criticise the AFLPA award because they say a lot of footy players don't watch a lot of football. They'll just, but I mean, they sit in scouting sessions, they sit and watch a lot of film when they're coming up to play yeah. teams. They know who are the the difference makers in each in each team. Yeah, and they're and they're out there playing against them. Yeah, I know, but so like they criticize they criticise that particular award due to that. But then you got guys like I don't even know who's on the All Australian Selection Committee. I know Kane Corns is on it. Um, Jacko used to be on it. You got a bunch yeah. of guys that aren't playing footy that also don't yeah. watch a lot of football. Yeah. Picking, <laughs> picking twenty two <laughs> players to be in the All Australian team. Yeah, that's right. That's it's right. Like, I think I'd rather have a bunch of guys that are actually playing the sport, playing the team, game. rather yeah. than a bunch of guys that pretend to watch the sport. Um, well, I'm, I'm with you. I, I agree. But no, it was. Um, I mean, for to be twenty, what is he? Twenty three, twenty two, twenty three, and to win that award, super, super effort, and um, big testament for um, you know his career so far and where he's going, uh, Jojo. First Which shows how hardly he, regarded it is, doesn't he? I mean, he started yeah. copying. If not, if not a flat out tag, he definitely has a minder most weeks. Yeah. Um, yep. And we've seen that at the back end of the year because you know, Sarong's getting stuck into his opponent. Everyone's on the lookout for him. And then, That's obviously, right. we voted by your peers. Yeah, mm. unreal. Unreal. Yeah. yeah. So and we, we spoke to um, Krause about the midfield, and I described it as emerging, which he kind of took umbrage to. <laughs> umbrage to. He didn't like it, did he? But he didn't like that. But, I mean, no. maybe they're not mind. emerging anymore. Maybe they're, maybe they're here. Um, I think you were out of line. I was with Krause. <laughs> yeah, and that's surprising. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's right. It, but, I, no, but I get what you were saying. In two, three years' time, they're going to be unbeatable. Um, but yeah, that's right. But maybe he's arrived already, and is that award testament to that? So maybe. Um, Bailey Banfield was front and center on the back page of the weekend papers. Um, his contract sure, talk apparently two year deal on the on the table. No disrespect to Bailey, but. Bit of a slow news cycle, you'd have to think, wouldn't you? I was staggered. Like that that's that took up, you know, the back page. Um very, very maybe it's yeah, like you said at the top here, there's nothing going on, so we've got to talk contracts. So maybe it's that type of thing, there's nothing going on. Bailey Banfield gets a, a gig on the back page. So strange, yeah. Joe, strange. We were speaking this afternoon and you weren't too keen on or not thinking it's too much of a big deal to keep Bailey Banfield. No, no you don't want to, I don't want to be disrespectful to him because he served a, a purpose. But answer me this, though. If the sub thing wasn't, wasn't a thing, does he get a gig? 
If he if he wasn't, oh no, but it all depends how much money he's taking up. And I reckon he'd be getting, he wouldn't be getting that much cash, surely. No, but but no, I agree. But do you honestly think if the the uh, sub position wasn't a thing, would he be on our list? Yeah, he would. He would. Well, because he's an AFL player, like he's an AFL caliber player. Hmm. So if you get an AFL caliber player and he fills a spot in your list from twenty two to thirty. And he's not costing you an arm and a leg, and he's willing to sign yeah. a multi-year deal. You'd take it, I'm sure, and especially at the salary cap squeeze that we got on at the moment. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. We're I'm seeing sacrifices all over the place at the moment. Yeah, I'm not saying he wouldn't be. I was just interested to. Uh, to I feel uh, like he'd have him. interest from other clubs, but he. I don't think people would be shifting heaven and earth to get him, get him on their team. But I think he would definitely no. if he didn't get signed by the Dockers. He's not playing state league footy next year. He's playing AFL footy next year. He's playing AFL somewhere, you reckon? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, okay. I, I'm not so sure. I don't know. I, I'm not. Mate, I'm really happy. We kept, I'm really happy we kept him on a two-year deal. Oh, so am I, considering because, we've got the sub role. Well, no, but how many times did he save us as well? Like you think about even that last game. It's like yeah. who are you bring who are you bring in if Logue, Tabs, and Lob aren't playing? Like the the cupboard's bare. And even he just comes in and provides a contest, it's absolutely mm. better than the alternative. Yeah. You don't agree? Mm. Uh, I'm not convinced you either need depth. You need depth and you need guys to come in and, and plug holes and, and fill yeah. gaps and, he, and he's perfect for that. Yeah. Is he is he getting us? He doesn't have to. Benefit he us. doesn't have to get us anywhere. Yeah. I think, it's not I his think, job. Is that, are we settling? But not, what do you need a superstar in that spot for? You don't. You need a guy. No, you, need no. a sol- you need a soldier. Mm. Anyway. All right. Agree to disagree. We'll revisit this but- in, in, in 18 months, two years' time, brother. We'll revisit this. So I'm not convinced either way, put it that way. I'm not I'm not against him. I'm not massively in his corner. So. It doesn't sound like you're um, for him at all, but that's okay. Um, but do, you know what I, do you know what I think? Yeah. If he got two years, yeah, right, surely he would have... Surely he'd have to come to terms with that's his role, the sub role. That could not have been a, that couldn't have been left out of the conversation in contract talks. Surely. Well, you, Do you think? Not remove, no, of course it wouldn't be. How could it be? That's right. So he would have had to no, come but, to terms. No, but, with no, that. but how, could you, how could you say that? Say, you, oh, sorry, we'll sign signing for two years, but you're going to be the sub. Like, there's no way they'd say that. But why not? Why wouldn't you say that? Because it because removes that's what, that's all, the all motivation for someone to improve and get better and find a spot in the team. No, I don't believe. I don't. I don't believe so. It's like it's like Crow- what Crowling was saying about his thing. What, what was his line about? It's his seat, his on, seat the on the bus. Seat on the bus. Yeah, yeah Bailey Banfield's seat on the bus is the sub vest. He knows it. He would have been made aware of it. And look, if that's what it is, take it. It doesn't mean that it know pre- you preclude you from getting better and claiming a spot in the twenty-two at some point. No, absolutely not. But for but for now, that's your role. All right, got to be well, realistic, Jody. <laughs> someone I think you'd be happy with that got the uh, three-year st- extension be James A. She's one of your favourites. Absolutely, one of my favourites. Vital signing too, isn't he? So. Really, really, really impressed and really happy with um, him signing on, with, especially given his year this year, you know, and, what, and the jobs he's done, the, the versatile jobs he's done. Um, but I, I wonder, he did have rival offers, apparently. I wonder were any of them from South Australia? 
because if like when he came here, he only came here for really came here for job security, and I think that was well known. So I would have been interesting to see if there were offers made, you know, from South Australian clubs. I wouldn't have liked to see whether he would have gone home or not. So. But his signature is probably- an interesting one, though. He got drafted by Brisbane. I'm pretty sure he wanted, from if memory serves me correct, he didn't want to be in Brisbane. He wanted to go home. He wanted to go to Melbourne, didn't he? He kind of forced yeah. his way out to Collingwood. He didn't want to leave yep. Collingwood. He got forced out in like a Trelaw yeah. kind of salary squeeze type thing over to Frio. Yep. He's never yep. really he established wouldn't. himself anywhere and played the kind of footy that he's played this year at either of those that's, two clubs. That's right. That's right. But it- So I, he'd be fairly motivated to stay here and cement himself as a- the kind of AFL player that he's looked like this year, but over a longer period of time, surely. Absolutely. And I think, I mean, for him to sign on now and, and for three years, I think it's, it's, a, it's a testament of, of, the, of the club for the, for the environment they've created for him and now how good a football he's playing. I think it's all come together. But I still would have liked to have seen whether – uh, where there was a, a, an offer from any of the South Australian clubs. But well, I'm, I'm so sure glad. He, had other, he would have had other offers for sure. Uh, but I think, you know, much like Blake Akers, there's been reports that we kind of lowballed him and it's just in a matter of coming up slowly and slowly and slowly, slowly until and he's found a level he can manage to accept. Meet, meet the market. Yeah. yeah. Um, Blake Akers seems to have a new deal on, a different, on the table from a different club each week. It was North, now it's Carlton, it's North, and then it's Carlton again. He's a funny one. He he seems like he might actually go. I, I disagree. I don't. I don't agree. I may be wrong here, but I really actually doubt there's anything in the way that's highly substantial or enticing on the table for him from any opposing club. I, I think this is look. His year's been excellent. We're not. We're not going. You can't deny that he's, he's had a great year, but he's not someone that you're you're going to chase up their salary numbers to get him. Do you think? Well, I don't know. I mean, for some of these clubs that are, you know, let's take Carlton for example, who think they're probably closer than what they are, the wing spot ends up being the the last piece in the puzzle a lot of the time. So. You go for best available. I mean, Melbourne did it, and they took Langdon, St Kilda. Thought they were there. They took when took Brad Hill office. Yeah, don't know. Like Do Angus know- was like the next, like in that next rung available, even though they didn't really select any wingman in the All Australian team. But I mean, like he's in the conversation probably for the next forty, isn't he? If you're picking a wingman, if you're picking a wingman. Oh, I don't know. Ed Langdon is number one. Who's he out there that goes? No, I know, but oh, I'm just it? thinking like you, you're not going to get Ed Langdon out of Melbourne. Like, who's no, available? No, no. If you're looking to upgrade no, your wing right. spot and your Carlton, like he's probably in the conversation for sure. Yeah, but I mean, the thing with Blake Akers is right. He's not a player that can be at eighty played eighty percent capabilities. He has to play at a hundred and ten percent. You know, and that's difficult to sustain. And I mean, he's done it a lot this year. I just. I don't know. If he can't perform at his best each and every time, it diminishes his value, you know, very quickly. Well, he, if he's going to leave, he's going to need a significantly better offer, you'd think, than what he's going to get. That's from, what. That's what I'm, from I'm, free I'm to saying. Prime away. That's what I'm saying. I don't yeah. think there's anything out there that's going to prime away because what are you going to spend? What are you going to spend on Blake Akers? 
Well, what are you thinking? Well, aren't the, the the rumors are closer to you know three hundred k a year, aren't they? Where they're where they reckon he's been offered you know four hundred plus. Right. Okay. So let's say let's say you end up at three fifty a year. Like, I don't believe someone an, an opposing club is going to pay much more than that. And then you know, as we, as we were talking about again, we go back to the Crowley pod. Like another hundred grand, another hundred and fifty grand. It's only seventy five grand, and I know it's not. You know, it's good money, but to uproot your life again and go east, and I don't know, Jodo. I, 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 you might think he's going. I think he's staying. I, I don't the, think he's the going. The club's anywhere. in an interesting spot with it. I don't think they feel particularly pressured to no to jump up and match the money or resign him because you look at some of the youth we got coming through, and like that's right. They're not natural wingers in Erasmus and Johnson, but Henry's like improved steadily across the season. And another injury, uninterrupted injury, was preseason. Like he's yep. right there. He's right there next year. I yep. think that they're thinking we've, you know, Warner. Warner's had a decent PL Warner's season without. Right. Yeah, so they've probably hey. got enough there. And you never know who's going to be available again in the trade period. We've done well with um, Brody, with Akers himself, yep. with Aish, these guys that have been on the squeeze from other clubs and we've got, you know, decent deals, to be honest, yep. to come over here. And you, and you can't tell me our, out of our ex- outstanding backline, a Hayden Young couldn't make the wing or a Jordan Clark. So, and I'm not saying you want to do that, but, but that all adds into what you're saying about the club, I don't think they're overly fussed to, to pay overs for Blake Acres. I think there's plenty of option there. And option there now and option coming through. So, yeah. One thing that is kind of coming becoming evident is that when we don't have cash to splash around, like they're not mm. just rushing out and signing anyone. And that makes you think about the Rory Lobb thing where everyone was convinced, you know, yep. he's out the door maybe four or five weeks ago. You know, he's off to the Bulldogs on this money. You know, he's that we've got that money coming off the books to pay for Jackson. You know, we've got to squeeze in Griffin Logue, we'll talk about in a minute. But the longer this goes on, and I don't know, you look at the Bulldogs, he just seems like the kind of player they don't need. It doesn't seem, you know, we've watched Sam Darcy come through the last two, three games. He can play back or forward. They've got yep. Hugo Hagen, they've got Norton. You know, mm. it's hard to understand why now, why, why they'd want him. Well, we raised this point initially when the when the Bulldogs were supposedly interested. We raised, we raised that very, very point. It just did not seem the right fit. And given how, you know, um, uh, Tim English has come on, it just did not seem – and I'm starting to believe again uh, that a bit like Blake, Aker, Blake Akers. I'm not sure these are, this is all legit because it just doesn't make sense that – the Bulldogs would be after him. So, I mean, look, the footy world sees what we see, Jojo. Like, yeah, he's had a he's had a career best year. He's been really good at times this year, but he's not reliable. You cannot rely on him, and we're not the only ones who see that. So, I'm not. Again, I was I fell into that trap of hearing all that stuff and thinking, you know, yeah, he's off because he wants to go, and I was I'm convinced the club wouldn't be sad to see him go. But now I'm looking around and thinking, why? Which club out there would need him or take him? And 
Well, I think there's a lot of clubs that would want him, but I mean, he comes with a hefty price tag, especially if when you're averaging out his contract that's still still in place for next year, if you're to believe the numbers. I mean, it's not insignificant. No, that's right. So for me, we've got there's. I'm almost resigned to the fact that he's going to be here next year on the 700 or whatever he's on. Or, as you said, he goes to whoever, Gold Coast or GWS, whoever, and they, what, renegotiate his contract over three years or something. Do you reckon you know? there's any chance that he gets stretched here and they do a renegotiation and, and kind of averages down over over an extended period and he doesn't go? Oh, I guess that's another option, isn't it? I, I don't think so because he just doesn't have – on what we've seen this year, and I always go, we always go back to the, you know, the preseason and his interviews and whatever else, and that he wants to go and, and all that – I don't know whether he's got the character that they want, that JL and Bell want there. He's got the ability, but I don't know whether behind closed doors he's really that guy that they want. It's going to be really interesting to see how it all plays out. Yeah, no, I kind of agree with you. It's just you're speaking on stuff that we, you know, you're just second-guessing and reading tea leaves and whatnot. So, yeah, you always call me a fence hitter, but, you know, I don't like to speak about stuff too strongly that I don't have any information about. No, but we're only giving Yeah, just from outside in. Yeah, no, I probably agree with you. We're giving opinions, Jojo. You're allowed to have an opinion. (laughs) You don't sit on the fence every, every week. Can get off it occasionally. <laughs> well, it's just this the lob situation kind of ties into everyone else, doesn't it? Because I mean, Absolutely. if his money yes. comes off the books, all of a sudden the squeeze is not as great as what it would otherwise be. And then you've That's got right. Griffin Logue, apparently, he's got a four year deal on the table waiting for him. Obviously, it's not something that he's just jumping out of his skin to sign. Like, you wonder how much of lob going or staying or the deal that you get either way or around it. Whether yeah. that impacts us, our ability, or obviously would impact our ability to keep Griffin Logue, but you know yeah. how close that is to being a, a decisive factor, or whether we could just get it all done. Yeah, that's right, and and maybe that is the the sole reason behind not, you know, going too heavy on Blake Acres or trying to lowball Ace a bit, you know. So yeah, you're right. Maybe that le- they lead into uh, because the there might be a bit of doubt creeping in that Rory Lobb's not going anywhere. So, we haven't, so maybe, about, maybe, we haven't heard much about Logue, though. All you hear is that clubs are into him, which is not, yeah. not surprising. I mean, if you can no, get him you can and, and have him play as a key back, like yep. you, you're onto a winner. Yeah. yeah. This one you can really believe there's clubs after him. That said, the deal will get done. I don't know anything. I never know anything. But I'm as convinced that he's staying as I was that Chera was leaving. That's how, and I don't know why. I just got that gut feel. I just can't seem. Oh, look! Unless someone offers him stupid coin and and a contract, say like Lockie Weller was offered, then yeah, yeah he's off and gone. But anything less than that, I just can't see him leaving. I just and I don't know, don't necessarily know why, but I just can't see it. I could handle losing Acres. Obviously, handle losing Lob. I reckon it would be a bit of a yep. gut punch to lose Griffin Logue. It would. He's too. He feels too Fremantle, doesn't he? Yeah, he's well, you know? well and truly invested, wants to be here. and Yeah. Like, he, he's someone that – and we always talk about the selflessness of, um, you know, success in footy. But he's mm. one that sacrifices his game nonstop yes. to, yep. to fill, a, fill a role that need, needs being done. 
by the team yeah. and, and doesn't ever seem to have even the tiniest little bit of a problem with it. No. And, and yeah, that's, I mean, that's part. I mean, someone that does that is here for the right reasons, wants to be here. And when you think about it, maybe his contract will be in terms of in line with um, Rory Lobb. If he doesn't go, they'll back end um, Griffin Logues and maybe, as you said, give Rory another year or something like that. You know, I, I don't know. But I just I just can't see him going, Jojo. I just can't. Um, moving on, like, Peel got the um, practice match against the West Coast Reserves on, on the weekend. <laughs> And just as a precursor to this, and before uh, Adam Hollingsworth jumps on my back again, didn't watch the whole game. I did watch the highlights, um, but um, it didn't. It didn't appear as though anyone was jumping out of the off the field and putting their hand up and demanding a game. Like there was a lot of good performances, but I think um, you're playing a lower grade of footy when you play against uh, the West Coast Reserves. Unfortunately, this. Yeah, I didn't say it. Well, I they, can't ran comment. All, uh, they ran all their B graders out and we still cleaned them up. Um, is that right? But I mean, one guy I reckon that is pretty interesting at the moment is Lloyd Meek. I mean, we're bringing in yeah. Jackson supposedly and, you know, everyone's talking as if it's a done deal, which, yeah. you know, it seem, seems like it is. You got Darcy. Yeah. You'd have to think that Meek can see the writing on the wall that his opportunities are well and truly to dying right up. Um, they just diminished, didn't they? Coming into next year. He's still mm-hmm. got one year on his deal. It'd be interesting to see if you hear something out of him because there's plenty of clubs around that need a Ruckman and and clubs that are willing to go out and spend capital on Ruckman. We've seen GWS, you know, they went and got Proust, but he gives away six free kicks a game and gets suspended every second week. Yeah. You yeah. Know, who else said that? Briggs? They'd, you know. Yeah. You, you get the feeling that a club like that could come knocking uh, on the Lloyd McDaw, and it could be something that he's wanting to go and do. He's he's putting up numbers and playing games in the waffle. He's kind of he played he rocked against Bailey Williams, and I think we all know that I don't rate Bailey Williams too highly. But yeah. I mean, he's played AFL footy this year, and he absolutely cleaned him up on the weekend. He's right, ready okay. to he's ready to play AFL footy. He needs a, a good run at it, doesn't he? Not this in for one out for one out. Um, what about Geelong? Where have Geelong got coming through? They've got that young kid. That, oh, they got yeah. What's his name? I just I just uh, think that Lloyd Lloyd Meek's going to start to realise that he's too good a footy player to be playing waffle footy. Yeah, and then you got yeah. two what A grade let's call, call Jackson and Ruckman because he kind of is at this yeah. point. You know, they're two yeah. kind of A grade Ruckman in front of you, and he's okay. not much of a ruck forward. He's more of a flat out ruck. So, yeah. what are your chances of getting a gig next year? Like, yeah, gonna he's going to rely on injuries and what whatnot. You don't want to play out your career in that manner, do you? Well, well, the other thing is as well, I mean, like, and you know, keep on referencing um, Ryan Crowley, but, like, speaking about taking your opportunity, and he spoke about yes. being a midfielder and, you know, four new midfielders coming in. Who's yeah. to say that Lloyd Meek doesn't get injured early in the season next year or doesn't have the same kind of form next year? Like, if he's yeah. got the ability to capitalise on what he's done this season and, yes. he's, got, and he's got interest, yeah. I think there's a chance he's going to ask for a trade or try and force himself out somehow. And you could, you just can't begrudge him. You can't, you couldn't begrudge him wanting to do that. I mean, I mean, it, it kind of, it'll be a bit weird. It'd be a bit odd if he doesn't, if he doesn't, you know, sort of uh, have a bit of a look what's out there and is there any any interest? Because, as you said, when you're sitting there and you see a Darcy, and then you they go and get a Luke Jackson, Rory Lobb might not be going. Um, 
you're, you're a long way down the list, aren't you? So I, you don't want to lose him, but you're probably going to. There's probably a big chance we are going to lose him. So, do do you think? Do you think he he'll make it? Make. Yeah, as a in, as a like a lead ruck as an AFL team's lead ruck. On what you've seen, I don't know, like your... 60, 40, yes. I think there's still a yeah. big chance he won't, but I think he's done yeah. enough to show that with a, a solid run in the right team, that's his spot. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think I think he could. Yeah, 64. Yeah, that's about I was thinking about that. Okay. And, and um, I wish, I, if he left, I wish, wish him absolutely all the best, wouldn't you? Yeah. But, I mean, we spoke about this early in the year that you kind of want him to be good, but not too good. But he's, yeah. ended, up being, he's ended up being that level of player in the second tier. Where yep. he's just that little bit too good. A little bit too good, yeah, that's right. We should have offered him like a four-year extension at the beginning of this year and had him signed up for an extra <laughs> yeah, two on, right. on no money and give him <laughs> that security but lock him in. Um, it's hard It's hard to to get a player, though, that fits that criteria, that's not too good or not, not you know, because you've still got to be decent, otherwise you're, not, you're no use. Well, that's why so, like Bailey Banfield on a two-year deal. I think it's a really good bit, bit of business for the Duckers. Yeah, yeah, it's probably right. You're probably in that in that manner, it's probably right. Um, Mitch Croden seems as though he's probably done here. Like he keeps on producing. Um, yeah, no, he, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. I mean, he's one of those guys that come in and don't deliver at AFL level and he gets his opportunity. I think he's real unlucky not to get a chance at some point <laughs> during this year. Um, but I don't, I don't think he's ever in his career to date appeal put this sort of form together for this Not long. consistently, has he? Not, no. in that, not in that big block. It's, it's pretty no. much a whole year of real solid form, yeah. So, That's yeah, right. he's been real unlucky. Um, Darcy Tucker's probably So, do you, do you reckon he won't, he won't get another gig? Well, it's hard to see it, isn't it? I mean, like, these these players that JL just, just seems not to want to use. I mean, Connor Blakely's yeah. in that basket. He's obviously gone. Um, yeah. I just, I, how are you going to, you know, Nathan Wilson's waiting to see if there's a list spot. Like, he's another one that's probably on the outer yeah. It, there's, if the coach doesn't see you as their kind of player and fit into their kind of system, yeah, yeah. and then you've been producing at the second tier, and maybe you haven't yeah. been, you know, maybe you've been doing the Sam Sturts and just, you know, not doing the right things or the, applying the right pressure or doing whatever, like mm. it doesn't, yeah, it just doesn't seem like it's going to happen for him. He laid nine tackles on the weekend. His energy's up. <laughs> his offensive pressure. His, his defensive pressure. I like, what it like. Trav Collier, is he going to be there next year? Well, he's already got a new year. Yeah. He got his extension oh, during the year, didn't he? I did too, didn't he? Did he? He, I don't know what's going on with old Trav. Like he, um, midway he through the year, he seemed year? a really important cog in that forward line, and he's lost his spot. But he, ha- he hasn't been able to do it at Peel. He hasn't, has he? They just sometimes these players they just um, they drop off a cliff, don't they? When, for whatever reason. But did he get the year this year? So has he got another year, has he? He's got another year, I'm pretty sure. Um, okay. So from Peel, and like you look at in the lead up to the Bulldogs game, it's hard to see anyone else but Lobb or Logue coming into the team. So we haven't got a, a Marlon Pickett. Oh, we got. Yeah. Hey? We haven't got a Marlon Pickett down at Peel. Oh, I don't think so, no. I, I miss Nev. He could come I, think, I saw it. You see a bit of that talk online. I, I that has to be one of the most remote chances of things happening. Like you just that's not going to happen. Probably wouldn't. Not if um, both Lob and uh, Tabs get up. Well, maybe as well if you hadn't known the way we've picked sides in the past. You haven't seen the 
the way yeah. Fremantle do things. They're not going to bring if they're not going to bring tabs in off poor form and a calf injury. They're not bringing a guy in that's just had like major surgery and been on the inactive list for ten weeks. You know, for come back and shot the lights out. Yeah, I don't think so. Don't write it off. <laughs> I'm writing. I'm writing it. Writing off. it off. No, I'm yeah. with you. It's, it's not going to happen, is it? Um, well, I want my Marlon Pickett story. I want us to have a Marlon Pickett story. I want that treasure. <laughs> it's not happening. It's not happening. Um, not happening. So what is happening though? Forecast of rain on Saturday oh, night. Shut up! It's not. We've been long campaigning for a roof up the stadium. Sometimes these <laughs> things, when your uh, when your leaders don't come through with the goods, you got to take matters into your own hands. What do you think about yep. everyone bringing a uh, three by three tarp and some twine to the stadium? Get there four or five hours earlier. Yeah, and we just um, we just <laughs> put the put the makeshift roof together, the, you know, yep. Amish style. Just get it done. Yeah, power, so- power the people. Let's get that roof on. Let's make it a dry game. Dry game. That's a good idea. How many tarps do we need? Let's just do the calculations. Well, if we get 42,000 tarps, that's the number yep. of um, <laughs> non-corporates that'll be attending. <laughs> Surely that'd do the trick. <laughs> well, 42,000, what are they, about three by three? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that should be Because we've got to go over the crowd as well. Yeah, we'll put it over the crowd as well so they get a dry game. Well, I think as long as the playing field's clear, we're good. Know, something needs to be Let's done. Do it. it really concerns me the wet, uh, the wet game. And I know you say like we all get to play in all the conditions and whatever else, but you know the thing about the Bulldogs, and we saw it last time we played, they let you transition the ball from back to front pretty easily. But you know if you yeah. if the ball's slippery and you know it turns into a bit of a slugfest, you know all of a sudden that freedom of movement of the ball and the quick and the good skills kind of everyone gets lowered down to the level. I'm not saying the Bulldogs are poor skills, but I mean the one advantage you have over them in the terms that mm. they don't get back and defend quickly is kind of mitigated a little bit by poor weather, isn't it? Well, it is. It's it's mitigated. It slows the game down a bit. It does, um, and it's also that we haven't got a great attack as well. So. There's a number of factors that are that are played, Jojo, but you're right with the rain. It's, um, I mean, we, we we don't really go well in the rain as we know, and yeah, it's another element to a game that I'm. I mean, all, all Fremantle supporters will be nervous about, but um, yeah, I don't. Well, I you, I don't I'm really nervous because I've already booked my flights and return flights from to Melbourne the following week. Oh, you have <laughs> not. I'm ready to go. Have you really? Yeah. You didn't learn, do you? Gold Coast, Collingwood, when you get ahead of yourself. <laughs> I sent. Um, I bought the cheapest flights I could find, so I could buy the most expensive ticket. I sent a um, sent an email off to the the corporate packages to for the game of uh, Fremantle versus Collingwood at the MCG in week two of the finals. Is that, <laughs> is that preempting too much? Oh, you just jinxed us. The fixture that yeah, doesn't yet exist. Yeah, that's unbelievable. God, man, you just don't learn. I'm, I'm really wor- I'm worried, Jordan, because I'll tell you why. And Pav stole, stole my thunder. But when you look at this game, I know we're going to probably do a preview on, when is it, Thursday? But yeah. the Bulldogs with the, with the team they put out in the park last week, 144 finals, 26 grand finals, nine premierships, three, just three players haven't played a final. Then you go to Frio, 48 finals, four grand finals, zero premierships, obviously. 18 of our players haven't played a final. 
It's a little bit scary, Jojo. It's a little bit scary. That comes to the fore. Yeah, I know. But I mean, like, you look through each line. You got you got Pierce down back, who's played a lot of footy. I can't remember if he's played a final or not. Has not. Are you going to- Hey? Has not played a final. We're going to have Fife, Mundy through the middle. You got Rory yep. Lobb up forward, who's played a lot of footy. I mean, it's not like they've just walked straight in out of high school. There's a lot of guys that have played a lot of footy and surely can put an arm around the younger kids and let them know it's all okay. I mean, it's not, it's not like it's a new game. It's sure there's oh, a higher it's a pressure, different- higher intensity, but, and there's higher stakes, but I don't know. You listen to the way Caleb Sarong talks and yep. they haven't been afraid to talk finals all year. The, no. It's not like. You know, and I reckon there's that period of football where everyone was afraid to say, oh, we're going to play finals this year or we're not going to play, you know, we just want to take it one week at the time. They'll roll that out. This group yeah. hasn't shied away from the fact that they want, what do they want? Five premierships in the next two years. Or something. <laughs> like they just set the bar to impossible heights. They're not shying yeah. away from expectation or pu- or putting pressure on themselves to succeed. So, I just think when you have that kind of mentality and then you've played the season they have, they almost landed in the top four. They've had some really, really good results. You know, the wins over Geelong and Melbourne should give them enough confidence to suggest they can beat the Western Bulldogs at home in the first week of the finals. I'm with you. The finals are a different bag, Jojo. You can't train for it. You can't. You don't know it. It's a different kettle of fish. Well, I guess we'll see on the weekend. We will. Hey, um... Just on um, something I saw, something I saw the other day um, when Andy Brayshaw won the the uh, MVP. Mm. Mark McGowan, Jojo, congratulated him. Did you say that? Um, no, I didn't. He said, "Congratulations, Andrew Bradshaw, on your." He did on not. your. No, he did. He absolutely did. He did, and then they had to change it. But but it's okay because McGowan came out later and said it's okay, they're all good mates and that he, Bradshaw and Cam Green are, had a nizzy type game of golf together. <laughs> so well, at, least he didn't will, at least he didn't will Shaq out to apologize. Oh like, what about that? Gee, what is- I don't really care, days, isn't it? but like that, I'd, and when everyone was making a big deal about it, I was kind of just like, yeah, whatever. And then I actually saw it. It's like it's one of the most cringy, weird things I think I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's like, what? Are- <laughs> I'm not a big elbow fan, but I, like, I, I kind of admire the way he's just been non-existent. Like, you just haven't heard anything about him for a while. I like that. Generally, that yeah, means you're doing an okay, or you're actually doing something if you're not hearing about it nonstop. But then seeing all for a hundred days, we'll shack out. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh anyway. man. What did he do? Sculled a pint this week and prated Shaquille O'Neal around to promote his uh, referendum. Not a great yeah, week. He's, uh, he's going well, isn't he? Going really well. Top job. Anyway, but he, I think he was pop. doing fine. Just a, you, why, why do that for? You just make yourself look like a clown. Anyway. I know. No one wants to see Scott Morrison at the rugby. No one wants to see no. Elbow hanging out with Shaq. Like, just no. do your job. Anyway. Talking enough sports, uh, politics. Yeah. No, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I'm looking forward to um, Saturday night. Even though I got my um, Block 352 ticket stolen by um, Ticketmaster and there was an unforeseen error at the checkout and I got relegated to Block 302 behind the goals. We're just happy to be there. No! Did that happen? Yeah, I think it happened to a few people. And 
you, when you when you click on that confirm button or the confirm yeah. payment and the wheel just keeps on spinning, yeah. there's a certain point after about three minutes of being patient, you're just like, oh, something's not right here. <laughs> <laughs> something's <laughs> not right here. But, um, oh, yeah. No, we're good. Fine. We're good. Can't wait. But it wouldn't, uh, to be honest, it wouldn't hurt you to have a dodgy seat. I mean, when you sit with a VIP Mate, and in the glass box. No, they're not dodgy seats. It's still in that middle level. There's no bad seats at Optus. Behind the goals. No, you don't want to be there. No, that's all right. That's fine. I'm going to be on the wing. Well, that's where I would have been if I got my original seats. But, um, <laughs> let's, hope yeah, your seat, uh, let's hope your seat at the MCG is better. Next yeah, definitely, definitely will be. <laughs> <laughs> definitely will be. <laughs> all right. Uh, Mate, no. let's leave it. We've got Thursday, we'll have the teams. We'll see a forward line come back in or some tall forwards come back in. Something we didn't have uh, in round 23 and I'm looking forward to that. Let's cross our fingers and hope for the best. No training mishaps, no injuries, no anything and we get a clean run into this uh, final on Saturday and clean up the bullies. But until then, are you still down with the restump? Well, considering there are no alternative offers on the table, I guess I am. Start wearing purple, wearing purple. Start wearing purple for me now All your sanity and wits, they will all vanish I promise, it's just a matter of time So yeah